to this program that is designed with you in mind to cause you to be established in the word of God. I want to take you to our service today and get ready to be blessed even as we were blessed. Your life will never be the same. Now, today's episode. And before that, let's pray. Heavenly Father, it is time to declare your word. Your word is already anointed. And so I ask that may you anoint these lips of clay. Grant me all trance and make me a blessing. In Jesus' name. We received a message from Bishop, presiding Bishop. And Bishop said, he would want us to teach you on the three levels of the anointing. Today I was going to talk about humility through the anointing. But the message came and Bishop said he wanted us to teach on the three levels of the anointing. And so quickly, I may not be doing much introduction to it because we don't have time. So I'm speaking on the three levels of the anointing. There are basically three levels to the anointing of God. The first level is what I call the in you level. In you, something in you. That's the first level. The second level is the with you level. And the last level is the upon you level. Understand these three levels. If you are really going to understand the anointing and work in it, you must understand these three levels. The in you level, the with you level, and the upon you level. When you read Bishop's book, give me the book. It's in that book. When you read the book, Bishop looks at it in three names. The first name is the new birth. So the in you level is the new birth. The new birth. The with you level is what Bishop calls the Holy Spirit baptism level. And then the last vessel which is upon you level is the ministry level. What is these levels? Quickly. Let's read John chapter 14. And what I'm sharing with you, you can get some of them in the book. In John chapter 14, Jesus Christ has been with his disciples. And he knows that very soon he's going to die. And so he begins to talk to them about what is going to happen when he's gone. And he tells them that we are going to Jerusalem. When we go to Jerusalem, I'm going to die. But I am not going to leave you as orphans. I am going to send the Holy Spirit to come. He's called the Comforter. When we read John chapter 14, the verse number 17, 
it tells us the spirit of truth so talking of the Holy Spirit he's called the spirit of truth and Jesus says that the world cannot receive him or accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you follow this thing Jesus said as for the world they, they don't even understand the Holy Spirit they don't know him but as for you you know him because he's going to be with you and he's going to be where? in you how can the same person be with us and be in us? so here we see two things in you and with you Acts 1.8 Acts 1.8 quickly bro you are too slow on the screen Acts 1.8 the Bible says and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you so the Holy Spirit we are now seeing the Holy Spirit in three ways one is going to be in us he's going to be with us and he's going to come upon us what is the difference when we say the Holy Spirit is in somebody it means that the person is born again the day you became born again what is being born again the day you say dear Lord I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior come into my heart and live in me in Jesus name the day you prayed this prayer and you ended by saying amen immediately the Holy Spirit comes to live in you he comes to live with you so where is the Holy Spirit now in you and that's what the bishop calls the new birth so the day you became a believer the Holy Spirit came to live in you what does this work First John 2 27 what work is he going to do when he comes in you what is he going to do but listen he says but the anointing so it means that listen it means that the in you level is anointing when the Holy Spirit when you become born again and the Holy Spirit comes upon you it's also anointed but the anointing which you have received from him abides where oh are you with me abides where in you and you do not need that anyone teach you but as the same anointing teaches you so when the Holy Spirit comes to live in you as a born again believer it teaches you that's one of the work it teaches you realize that when you became born again there are certain things if you are going to do then all of a sudden a voice will tell you no don't do it this one stop it it's wrong how many of you have felt that way before wow and that level of the Holy Spirit is called the in you level isn't it enough when you have the Holy Spirit in you no it is not enough that is the first level look at me look at me please look at me I'm going to show you something is this water Okay, what am I doing? Where is the water I just drank? Is it me? Is it true? But the question is, who has control over the water? 
Is it, does the water have control over me or I have control over the water? I can take this water to where the keyboard is. Can I do that? So once the, the water is in me, I can bring the water here, whether he likes it or not. I can bring it here. I can take the water to where Pastor Derek and uh, Pastor Kelvin is. So you realize that when the water is in me, it doesn't have much control over me. That is why Christians, when they become born again, they still live in sin. They have the Holy Spirit all right, but sin is controlling their life. And they do it, and the, whole, the Spirit tells them from within that stop this, it's, it's not helping. But it is not enough having the Holy Spirit in you. I'm saying it's not enough. The Holy Spirit is here, but you are living carnally. You are doing all what you want to do. But the Spirit is here. Now Jesus says that the second level is when he's going to be with you. He's going to be where? With you. He's going to be where? With you. What's the meaning of with you? It means that at this level, the Holy Spirit is not in you. As you control him left, center, right. But you receive a second dimension, which is the with you. So give me your hand. Now, the Holy Spirit begins to direct you. But you are with him anyway. Then we'll tell you, okay, take, take, take left. Let, let, let's take left. Then we'll take left. Let's go. Let's go to where Pastor Kelvin is. Then you go. Then one day you wake up in the morning. You see somebody's 50 Ghana CDs on the table. Then your flesh tells you, go and take it. Go and take it. Then the Holy Spirit who is now with you. We tell you, don't do that. Don't do that. This time the voice, you don't hear it from within. You hear it in your head. It's like the thing is telling you, don't do it. It's like somebody is talking to you. Don't do it. Don't do it. And now you are left in a dilemma. Should I take or not take? Take or not take? Take, 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 take. The devil will give you like five takes. Take, 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 take. And the spirit which is with you will tell you, don't take. Don't take. And you are confused. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. No. With the water. With the water. I want to say the, the Holy Spirit is with you. What does it mean? Have you fed water to bath before? When you carry the water, where is the water where? It's with you. Is it in you? No. Now the water is with you. So you take it to the washroom and you fetch it, you pour it on you. But you still realize that the water still doesn't have absolute control over your life. But with this one, it is better than the one in you. Is it true? And that's what we call the Holy Spirit baptism. After you being born again, the next level is when you begin to speak in tongues. When it comes upon you, when the Holy Spirit comes, one of the signs that you have the Holy Spirit with you is that you begin to speak in tongues. Begin to speak in a new tongue. So if you are a believer over here and you don't speak in tongues, as for you, you are too late. It means you don't have the Holy Spirit with you. 
but he's in you he's here but he's not with you why is the holy spirit with us the holy spirit is with us for fellowship when you read paul's letters you find paul say that may the grace of our lord jesus christ and what the love of god and what and the sweet fellowship of the holy spirit do what what is the meaning of that it was the love of god that gave us jesus christ for god so loved the world that he gave but it was the grace of jesus the grace that made him come to die for us he could have said no and walk out but with the holy spirit it is not based on love it is not based on grace follow follow me my time is up that's why i'm trying to go straight so the grace of our lord jesus christ and i'm saying that the grace when somebody is showing you grace it means you don't deserve Grace is an unmerited favor. A favor you don't qualify. That is what we call grace. So for Jesus to come and die for you, you didn't qualify, but he came anyway. The love of God. It is also something we don't qualify. Because Romans tells us that whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. But he started the scripture by telling us that but God commended his love towards us. God showed us his love. In that whilst we were yet sinners, he made Christ come to die for us. So you don't need to be a good person to have the love of God. If you are a sinner, God can still love you. If you are a sinner, Jesus can show you grace. But here is the problem. If you are living in sin, you can't have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. This is where the problem begins. Communion. Talk, let me talk back. Speak, I speak back. A lot of us are not there yet. But you are a Christian, alright. When was the last time you spoke to the Holy Spirit and he spoke back to you? And that is what we call fellowship. There are times I'll be praying for people in church. Then I'll hear a voice. Whisper to my ears. Pray for that young lady. She has this problem. She has this problem. She has this. You can never have fellowship when you don't have the Holy Spirit with you. If he's not with you, forget it. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you must not be content having the Holy Spirit in you. Because if he's in you, you have control. About 95% of the houses is controlled by you. If it's with you, it is now 50-50. But there is a last dimension which is called the upon you. The upon you can be um, typified or it can be demonstrated by using river. How many of you have, have drowned in, in, a, in a river before? Who had control? Was it the water or you? If you've drowned before, you realize that, Charlie, you don't have control. It is the river that is deciding. And you wish you can hold something. 
And you are calling for help. What? What? That is how the Holy Spirit works. God is praying that we will all get to the point where he will decide. God is praying that we will all get to the point where he can tell you, get up and pray. Then you get up. Then you say, yes, I am in charge. The Holy Spirit is praying for the day that you, he will tell you, don't go out. Don't go out. Don't go out. And you will stay. When you get to that level, you must know that you've gotten to the highest level of the anointing. Yes. And Jesus told Peter something. In John. I think John chapter 21, verse number 18. Quickly. That's my last scripture. I'll be out of here. John chapter 21, verse number 18. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were young, you get yourself and walked where you wished. But now that you are old, give me King James. Either King James or NIV. Change this new King James something. I want to show you something. I tell you the truth. When you were young, you dressed yourself and went where you what? Wanted. Okay, what happens? But when you are old, you will stretch out your hand and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Do you understand the scripture? I need one person, come. Okay, two people, come. Just two. Jesus is, let's assume this is Peter. Jesus is telling Peter that when you were young, you choose where you want to go. If you are here, Listen to me, if you are here and you decide when you want to come to church, you are not a mature Christian. You are not a mature Christian. If you are here and you decide when you want to pray, you are not a mature Christian. You have no idea how many times we wish like sleeping, but the Holy Spirit will tell you, get up and pray. You have no idea. You have no idea when we don't want to come to church. And the Holy Spirit will tell you, you are preaching today. You have no idea. When we want to do certain things, certain bad things, you have no idea. We wish we could do it. But our, our, our will is not in our hands. I'm going to show you somebody who was matured in the Bible. And that person is always our example, Jesus Christ. In the garden of Gethsemane, because I don't have time, I don't want to take you into it much. He was praying. He said, Lord, my will is that this cup will pass by me. But it's not what I want. It's not what I want. It's not what I want to do. Let what you decide come to pass. It is what you say. What, I, I, want, I, I wish this cup will pass, but what do you say? What are you saying, Lord? And God told him, I want you to drink. He said, then, I'll drink. Can you get to that level? Can you get to that level? That, that is why we, are, we have Christians in church. They are born again believers. The Holy Spirit lives in them. But they are, they are, not, they are carnal believers. And when you read Galatians 5, from 17 down, the Bible said, the, the flesh wars against the, the spirit. 
and the spirit also wars against the flesh. There is always a battle going on between your flesh and your spirit. It's don't eat. It's don't eat. It's don't eat. Every day, this battle is going on. The Holy Spirit will tell you fast. Then you say, I have diabetes. And the truth is that anytime you disobey the Holy Spirit, you feel guilty. The day he will tell you to fast and you eat. After eating all then, it's like your relationship with the Holy Spirit is something. The day he tells you pray and you don't pray. By the time you realize your relationship with him is, is, is something else. Follow me. Follow me. God is praying that if you are the first level of the anointing, you will jump to the next level. The second level, where the Holy Spirit begins to talk to you. He must pay your tithe. And you pay. Some of you, the day you hear pay your tithe, that's the day you chop the money. You are not matured. If you are matured, the issue of how much to pay, when to is not a problem. And Jesus says that when you were young, you dress yourself. You choose what to wear. But I'm telling you, if you're a mature believer, you don't choose what to wear. You, you don't choose what to wear. We hope you've been blessed by this message. For further information on Reverend Amos Darko's tapes and books, please send us a mail at rev.amosdarkon at gmail.com or call plus 233-503-861-399. Thank you for your time and God bless you.